When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first daily wrap of the Border Gavaskar Trophy for 2023. We have been thrilled by the first day's action. Australia won the toss and elected to bat and were bowled out for 177 just after tea on the first day. And then India were one for 77 at stumps. Croat Sharma, 56 not out. So India trail... Australia by 100 with nine wickets in hand. A great day for India. But I guess let's start with the team selection. Uh, a, a bombshell for Australia. Travis Head was left out of the side. Matt Renshaw batting at five and Pete Hanscom at six. And uh, Todd Murphy was handed a test boo. So the attack is Lyon, Murphy, Boland and Cummins. Paul, what do you think of the decision to leave Travis Head out? Well, let me just preface it by saying it was obviously a horrible day for Australia, but the one thing that I can cling to is we did get undone by the greatest ever Indian test cricketer, Ravindra Jadeja. He's the best cricketer India's ever produced. Um, I'll just leave that <laughs> Can I just jump in, with? Paul? Yeah. Uh, I realised I didn't introduce who's here, so I've got Paul Dennett. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and I've got Gab Joshi, who's back um, from our highly successful preview. I was so excited by the action, I just went straight into a monologue, which <laughs> people will know that's not uncommon. So, Paul, sorry. Uh, uh, Travis Head, what do you think of the decision? Uh, I, the, the thing was, if they were dropping him to make way for a right-hander, maybe. But I, I have a feeling that they, they'd already made up their mind to pick Renshaw, uh, uh, sorry, to pick Hanscom, um, and that they've dropped him to uh, to pick Renshaw. I don't know. I'm gibbering. It's been a long day. Um, I, I must say, I watched all but five balls, even despite a huge day, on delay, all manner of things. It was a mistake to drop Travis Head. Apart from anything else, um, his spin bowling, I think, would have been really handy in, in these conditions. And it wasn't as though the person, that, whether it was Hanscom or Renshaw, who was brought in for him, was an absolute lay down mazare. So I, I think they probably got that one wrong. 
What do you think, Gav? Look, I think they've thought about having uh, you know, two, for some reason, two very sort of non-attacking batsmen in the middle. Peter Hanscom's not the most attacking player, and neither is Matty Renshaw. Um, so, so that sort of perplexes me because you probably want someone to go after the bowling, as we saw Alex Carey do. Um, so I think that's a massive surprise, and I think Paul is, is spot on. If they made a sacrifice for Head to make a way for a right-hander, but fair enough. But Todd Murphy makes sense. I think he looked quite good. I think his, his trajectory is very good. Uh, he's sort of like the Indian spinners, probably doesn't use his wrist as well, but he's very raw, he's young. Um, so I, I have no problems with uh, Todd Murphy playing, um, but but the fact that, you know, Travis Head is not there, is it a reason because Travis Head's not a notorious big sweeper or he's not a huge, he doesn't quite have the attacking game uh, against spinners like he has fast bowlers. So clearly that's something that's taken into place, but um, look, I, I totally agree with Paul. If, if it was in place of a right-hander, fair enough. But otherwise, it, given the form that Travis Head is in, um, it's, it is surprising. I suppose yeah, what I was cute. trying to say was, if, he'd been, if it had been Maxwell that had been brought in for him, maybe I could have lived with that. But you know, when it's someone that's ne- not necessarily ne- greatly proven either, then I, I really do think we're going to miss his bowling as well. I, I just wonder... If, you know, it's on the decision is on the form head shown in the past on those wickets or they sort of looked in the nets and realised that he actually hasn't really developed his game and, and Renshaw and Hanscom look to have a better method. And if that's the decision on the current form, I guess the players there are best to judge. Uh, but but I think, uh, you know, when you average 80 in a home seat, home season you do sort of expect to play away but don't you think Paul this shows a kind of ruthlessness to come in selection and we saw it in the test um in the Ashes last year they dropped Nisa after one test because Cummins thought Boland would bowl better at the MCG I mean you know you often say Paul just to, to look at the next game and not worry about the past now, you make a really good point, and I agree with you. I was thinking that myself. Maybe he's looked a bit ordinary in the nets over there, and if so, fair enough. Um, and w- w- we've been talking about it for a while, that the whole challenge of if after having a great summer last season, um, he didn't do very well in the subcontinent. We were saying, what are we going to do if he has a great summer this season, uh, but then really isn't the right person to be picked in the um, in the India series? And so I actually on TikTok was saying a few months ago um, that maybe he's no certainty, and I got a fair bit of heat. So I might go back one by one to all those comments and say yeah I was right actually (laughs) (laughs) so Gav a couple of surprises with the Indian team Shubman Gill was left out and Surya Kumar Yadav is making his test debut so he's going to bat at five and then they've picked the the keeper at six Barat and then they'll have three spinners Ashwin Patel Judeja and the two quicks that you said in the preview Shami and Shiraz I mean are you surprised Gill missed out um, slightly surprised, but I did hear whispers about four or five days back that Surakuma is most likely to play, and they, they probably feel he's the ideal candidate to put into that middle order instead of Rishabh Pant because Surakuma can take on the bowling. He's an excellent player of spin. He can hit 360 degrees. He's almost sort of India's version of maybe a, a Glenn Maxwell, you can say. And he's been in great form as well. Rohit Sharma gets along well with him. They're Mumbai, not only Mumbai Ranji Trophy teammates, but Mumbai Indians teammates. And I think Rahul Driver wanted a little bit of an X factor in that middle order. Because uh, even if you look at someone like a Jadeja and Ashwin, uh, who's and Kays Barrett, they're very sort of 
traditional orthodox batters. So I think they needed a bit of an X factor there. And Gill's played a lot of cricket up sort of, you know, up to one, two, three or four. So it didn't surprise me, especially if Surakama Yadav was in the squad for the first two test matches. I think he's not quite there. I think there's a couple of players ahead of him um, and with Trey Sayo being ruled out. So not overly surprised, uh, but just given, you know, he was in the squad and given what I'd been hearing out of India. So, but uh, let's see how bold the selection is um, because, I mean, India are in a great spot at the moment. So if Surya Kumar comes to the wicket with, you know, India leading by 20 or 30 or even on, on parity, then, uh, you know, he can have the freedom to play the way he wants to. So I was just going to say, has he been a successful first-class player? Yeah, Surakumar has been around for a good 10-odd years now. He averages, I think, in the mid-40s in, in first-class cricket, which is... Very good, but in compared to like Shubman Gill, who averaged I think 62, 63, uh, even you know the likes of Coley and even Shreya, who who I uh, who average around you know close to 60. So generally, then if you need to bang down the door to get into the Indian top six, it's generally been an average in excess of 55. So. Surakumar Yadav doesn't quite have that, but, you know, he's just maturing at the right age and he's 32. He's played a lot of first-class cricket all around India, over 100 first-class games, and that's saying a lot about his ability. So, uh, look, perhaps in, 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 you know, in theory and given the position that the way India want to play and he's probably the likely replace for Rishabh Pant, I think it might be a right selection. I think it's um, interesting that India and selectors have... I mean, imagine if Australia had that situation where Safraz Khan averaging on the on the verge of 80 doesn't get picked and um, uh, a white ball specialist gets picked instead. Uh, I, I think it shows the Indian selectors are probably more advanced than the Australian selectors. I still would have picked Safraz Khan, but there's no chance in hell the Australian selectors would have considered Tim David for this, um, this squad, even saying it, I, I'm the police are hovering around me for even suggesting it. It's such an outlandish idiotic thing for an Australian to say. And yet tell you what, if Tim David had been out there today and batted in the same vein as Alex Carey, he couldn't have done worse than some of them. Well, it's a big call. Um, I get yes, your point, though. You don't have any Indians listening the first time. You see what I'm up against? The Aussies. We're we're we're, we're mired in um, 1980s. I don't think I don't think Tim David's played 100 first class games ball, and he hasn't even playing thir 13 years like Surya Kumar Yadav has. I think that's the big difference. Um, so maybe not the right example, but Glenn Maxwell, perfect example. All right. So Cummins, the day started well. He won the toss and elected to bat. After that, things just went downhill. Australia got off to the worst possible start. Usman Khawaja was LBW to Shiraz uh, for the, on the first ball of the second over. And then the over later, Warner, Warner was bowled off Shammy. So Australia was two for two. The ball, the new ball was actually swinging around a bit. Tough conditions. But then we saw a really nice fight back by Labashane and Smith. Labashane making 49. Paul, uh, those two looked great. Yeah, they did. And it was a very ordinary start. Um, I, I was very impressed with the swing that the Indian bowlers seemed to be getting in those first few overs. And we'll talk about Cummins later on. The Aussies got none of that. And um, yeah, uh, I, I was a bit irritated to see the usual suspects quibbling about the DRS, about the, the, the ball tracking for Kawaja's decision. Live, I wouldn't have given it out, but on replay, it was absolutely plumb and it was the correct decision. Um, Warner very, very um, comprehensively bowled the stump going cartwheeling out. But yeah, 
Labashain and Smith batted beautifully. And I wasn't joking before when I said Jadeja's the best cricketer India's ever produced. He got them both out with two cracking deliveries. Yeah, Paul, just about getting swing. I mentioned on the podcast in the preview where, you know, Nakpo has been cold overnight and it warms up and there's a bit of due factor, 9.30 start. And the ball does a little bit. A lot of domestic crickets say that. And I think India took full advantage of that, you know, knocking over the two uh, uh, Aussie openers. Um, yeah, good I point. Why, but... Actually, I want to emphasise, that's a really good point. Uh, you made that point. No one else I've heard making that point in, in a podcast, but you're absolutely right. Well done. Thanks, Paul. But um, yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't think he's the greatest cricketer, but he's—he's uh, he's phenomenal. He's the most valuable cricketer uh, when India are playing. Well, I used to say at home about three years ago, but probably even away now. Um, he's phenomenal what Jadeja can do, and you know, he used to be the laughing stock. We haven't seen him bat yet, but three triple hundreds before the age of sort of you know 23, 24 in first class cricket. He had tons of wickets. And like you said, I think he's changed the course of the game with those two beautiful deliveries. But just, men, as we're going back to, you know, Smith and Manus Labashan, I mean, I, I think we've, everyone's predicting it, but they just showed why they're the rock of this team. Break them down, get them out, and Australia becomes extremely vulnerable. In saying all this, this is the most relentless Indian spin attack you can come up against. I mean, Aksha Patel didn't get a wicket, but him, Jadeja, and Ashwin, good luck to everybody. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, three great deliveries from Jadeja. I mean, the one to get Labashain stumped just dropped beautifully, got him, you know, searching on the front foot, and Barrett made a nice stumping in his first test match. Then Renshaw was out first ball to, to a really good probing delivery, spinning back into the left-hander from Jadeja. You could see a big puff of dust when the ball hit the pitch, and then... Um, you know, he went the other way with one that went on with the arm to get through Smith's defence, who was caught with a slight gap between the bat and pad, which you, you don't often see. And he was out for 37. So he was set. So I, three terrific deliveries. But, you know, Alex Carey came out and smashed 36 off, uh, you know, better than a runner ball. And it was exactly the innings Australia needed. I mentioned yesterday, uh, Alex Carey's that danger player for India because he's unorthodox. They don't like bowling to him because he just reverse sweep as you saw from ball one. It's not what spinners want to bowl to. And the field placing, you can just see Rochama just panic a little bit. You know, he started changing the field almost pretty much every single delivery. So Alex Carey, I think, but it, you can't have a lot of these players. And I think Australia probably missed somebody else. And that's why it goes back to Travis Head. Can Travis Head manipulate the field that way? I don't think Travis Head is as a natural sweeper. Um, I think he's a little, definitely more conventional than uh, Alex Carey. But that's probably a method that whoever comes in, whether that's Renshaw, I'm not sure what other option there is. Cam Brin probably comes in, you know, for the next test match. But you almost got to have at least two unorthodox batters somewhere in that Australian lineup. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic, Kerry. Um, and I was watching on KO uh, on delay and it suddenly jumped to live. After Renshaw got out and we were three down, suddenly I saw the the ball that um, Carey got out to be six down. It was a horrible experience to suddenly see three wickets fall in the space of one second. Um, <laughs> so I, I've had a tough day. Um, and just, again, to risk the ire of Menas, uh, the reason I say Jadeja is the best ever, he's got a record roughly the same as Keith Miller. Batting average of 37, bowling average of 24.7. No other Indian comes close. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I, I mean, I, my, 
my my qualification for Jadeja is I don't doubt that he's fantastic, but you know, I, I don't know if he travels around the world as well. He, I mean, he does actually in the last couple of years. Anyway, let's not get into a Jadeja debate. Um, <laughs> Ke- Kerry, you know, great counter-attack. He was out. Then Ashwin got Cummins out. And Ashwin, that was his 450th test wicket. He is the second fastest ever to that mark. It took Morley 80 tests and it took Ashwin 89. The fastest Australian is McGrath with 100 tests. It took Shane Warne with 101 tests. So, I mean, Ashwin, that's just an incredible test record. He's the second Indian to take 450 test wickets. And I guess, Gav, you know, tribute to, you know, an ageing veteran. Oh, absolutely. And you can tell him, listen to him before the uh, the test series started, listen to an interview where he says, I almost have to become obsessive about the opposition batters, someone like Smith and Manus Labashan. And Ashwin's the type of guy who will go back to the room and, he, you know, if he might be watching some of your, your commentary, um, uh, Menes, when you come up with Randwick Petersham and, uh, and whoever they play against, because who knows, Ashwin probably feels that one of those guys is going to play for Australia one day. Uh, that's <laughs> how much of a cricket nerd he is. He, he would... He remembers pretty much every test dismissal, every T20 dismissal. Um, he can recall every single ball that he bowled in the uh, previous two or three IPLs. That's how the kind of character he is. So he just is a real student of the game. So I think that battle with Manus Lapachan was fantastic. Um, they had full credit to him, 450 wickets. I think there was a lot of... You know, Anil Kumble's greatest Indian spinner, but I think Ashwin's going to go really close. 450, age of 36. Uh, and, he, and probably the fact that Jadeja's doing, and you look at Murali's record, he probably didn't have a partner. If, if, if you know, India might not be equally successful if Ashwin didn't have Jadeja, but Ashwin could have had 600 wickets by now. Yeah, phenomenal cricketer. Uh, bats handily as well. Um, I'm always a fan of his because he's the only man I know who's got the same level of tightness in the hamstring that I do. Um, he's a um, fantastic player, smart guy as well. Um, I, I was disappointed with what then came from the Australians. I think that it was a mistake putting Murphy above Lyon. I actually think in the subcontinent, Lyon should probably bat above Cummins because he bats with freedom. He only got to face three balls. Didn't, you know, he, he was, he could have played his own version of a carry innings and maybe scored 20 or 30. Uh, we've got a long tail for Todd Murphy batting at number nine. Um, in this Australian side. He looks like a number 11. I, I haven't seen an Australian side with the tail this long for quite a while. Well, Menace, were you surprised that Hanscom was so reserved even as wickets were falling? I mean, it took to, you know, post-T to eight down for him to make a attacking move. Look, uh, I like his method and he actually does play the spin pretty well. But you're right. I mean, he, he should have probably taking the long handle and tried to hit the spinners all over the place. But I guess he is making his return to test level after a few years. So it's easy for us to say that. I thought he looked good for his 31. He does have a good, like his footwork against the spin is, you know, he goes right back and plays it off the pitch a lot, which I think it's smart. He doesn't just sort of prop forward. Um, But yeah, you're right. Maybe he should have opened his shoulders because Australia was all out for 177. Judasia finished with five for 47. Ashwin, three for 42. So uh, they took eight wickets, and then we mentioned those two wickets at the top. Uh, I guess looking at the Australian innings, uh, I mean, I'll start with you, Gab. Do you think they were spooked by the pitch? It actually played okay. 
Yeah, I don't think so. Look, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the pitch, but there's been no complaints about any Australian. They knew what to get in India. They were probably surprised on how it's played. I think that's a tricky piece of part about reading the pitch. You've got to, one side might be drier than the other. Uh, so you've got to be able to read the, the pitch really well. Um, you've got to know what shots to play as well. I don't think they were spook. I think it was just a bit of brilliant bowling. Um, I mean, Jadeja was fascinating to bowl. Like Just the way he set up Steve Smith, I think it was a great piece of bowling. Uh, Ian and Ashwin to come back. And we talk about importance of the tail, but we saw that ball to you know, someone like a Scotty Boland or even the, the way he set up Pat Cummins. I mean, two just like masters at work. Uh, and that's and they're really important because, you know, we know Cummins can score 15. We know a talenter. And maybe if Australia get to 240, uh, it might still not be enough given India's start. But it's just a bit of psychological. But 177, uh, yeah, so I think wrapping up the tail is so important. And I think India has got to be credited for that as well. Yeah, I agree. I think that's where... Uh, when, when we were on the verge of getting to 200, I was thinking that's what we need. 200, 220 is a half-decent score. I still think that the Australians, they, they can sort of say, uh, it's like a golf round where you, you think you probably played a little little bit better than maybe the score um, showed out. There were some positives that the Australians can take. It is the first day of the Test Series. They haven't had a warm-up game through their own choice. They will probably get better as the series goes along. And there were some positives. Um but obviously, they're you know the India's absolutely thrashed them on the scoreboard today, and in um, and in actuality as well, of course. Yeah, you Gabe, you talk about that one seventy seven total. I mean, you know, four good starts: Manus forty nine, Smith thirty seven, Carey thirty six, Hanscom thirty one. You really need one of them to go on and bat for another hour or so to get that sort of score up above two hundred and close to two fifty. Yeah, I mean, you know, normally in most circumstances, you find Smith and all Marners getting on to that maybe 70 or maybe even make 100. But And that's all that was like today. You rarely see Marners and um, Steve Smith dismissed in the 30s and 40s both together. So, uh, look, I, I credit Alex Carey for his 30. I don't think he did much wrong. He, if you don't trust your defence, you might as well attack. You know, And I think he did that. I think that's where Australia probably lacked those 20, 25 runs. You you rarely see Manus and, and, and Smithy uh, sort of dismissed. But in saying that, like, you know, the pressure now on sort of the Australian bowlers, um, and especially given that the Indians start. Yeah, Gav, um, just, uh, just before we move on to the Indian reply, um, I, you know, and I, someone sent me a video actually of, um, Jadeja sort of being given something from one of the fielders and then it looked like he applied it to the ball. Whatever happened was very subtle. It did look a bit sly, but did, have you seen the video? And What do you think is at play? I, I did. I don't think Jadeja applied it to the ball. I think he applied it to his fingers. Uh, from what I've heard and I've sort of, you know, I'm sure that video is circulating quite a fair bit from what I've been told by a few people is it's actually like... A, gripper so you use it you know to make sure that your hands don't stay sort of they don't become too dry it, it doesn't slip I mean it's similar kind of uh, like the spray that NRL players um, also used or even in other sports as well even in tennis to ensure that your sort of your grip doesn't um, get too loose so it's quite common um, so I, I just 
that's what I've been told that, that that's what it was. And you see Mohammed Siraj probably, I think he had it on his sort of his, uh, his palm of his hand or tip of his hand. You see Jadeja actually, uh, you know, put his index finger through it. And uh, that's what he uh, needed for on that left, uh, left arm, because uh, uh, he needs that to grip the ball. So that that's what it, that's what I was told. I mean, I guess it, it does look slightly, you know, dodgy if you can say it, but I mean, if, if, as per the cricketing laws, you're allowed to use the grippo. So I don't think there's an issue. Uh, but then who are we? I think the match referee might have to look into that and we'll hear what happens. Tim Payne replied to one of the videos on Twitter saying interesting. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Did you see it, Paul? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I've seen the video that you sent through. I, I mustn't have looked at it in enough detail to see that. Uh, I thought it was just, it was just a video of him um uh, flicking at the ball uh so i might have to watch it again to me it didn't look like there was anything suspicious to me but maybe my eyes weren't um switched on enough i don't know mm, i mean the only thing that looked a bit weird to me was he looked to be applying it to the ball at some stage and maybe even getting in the seam there so look we're, i'm a long way away watching on tv um i know gav's got to be careful if he ever wants to enter india again so um i'll, I'll just be interested how this plays out so uh, it's on my Twitter, at Amenas, if you want to have a look at the video and decide for yourself. So Australia bundled out for 177. They made it look pretty difficult out there. And then India come out and just just roll out one for 77. Uh, made it look easy. Uh, Sharma was not out 56. It looked like they were batting on a different pitch. I mean, um, you know, that opening partnership, Rahul was pretty quiet. But Gav, I mean... They just look to be batting on a different pitch. Yeah, different pitch. Momentum. Paddy Cummins has probably got it completely wrong in those first two, three overs. Spell. Uh, they want to bring the ball back into Rohit Sharma. They feel like he's a bit vulnerable there. You don't want to be attacking outside the off stump. You're not going to get many nicks, uh, uh, especially on that kind of pitch. And the idea was right, but I think Cummins he just he's hurt his hurt in length so much. Uh, and, and, and Rohit capitalised three beautiful shots and that got India going. And once you get that momentum uh, in India, it's, it's hard to stop. I thought he played beautifully, I think. And I've been hearing stories, you know, leading into this test series. It's so vital because for him and Rahul Dravid, who, you know, it's, it's like the post-Shastri Kohli era. And uh, they haven't achieved too many things in, in India because they didn't make it to the T20 World Cup. Uh, they, they, they failed to win that one-off test in England. Uh, they, they, they went down and lost in South Africa. So there were big, big question marks. But I've, I've heard that, you know, Rohit is really, to stamp his authority on Indian cricket, he's desperate to win this series. And, and I, he just led from front. I thought his batting was outstanding. Um, someone, you put it up on Twitter, um, Menas, that it's the worst spell they've ever seen Pat Cummins bowl at test level. And I think that's probably true. They, they needed Gav there to say, listen, guys, for the quicks, you're going to get nothing tonight. Um, bowl two overs, three overs each, just aim for dot balls, and tomorrow morning come out and get a bit of swing, which is what Boland did, three overs, none for four. So rare, rare bad spell. <laughs> Maybe the only bad spell Pat Cummins has ever bowled, four overs, none for 27. I agree with um, uh, Gav. I thought Murphy looks pretty good. Uh, that wicket right at the end, caught and bowled, was pretty much against the run of play. Um KO collapsed. I had to switch to the Hindi version. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, and I think it was also interesting. Uh, was this a ploy to try to scuff up the pitch that the Australian spinners are bowling around the wicket? 
um, which I don't think is naturally what they should be doing at this stage. But I can only assume they're trying to bring into some uh, bringing some footmarks into play for the second innings for the Indian right-handers. Uh, which well, generally, Paul, when the pitch is spinning a fair bit, you generally do bowl around the wicket because you want to bowl take the LBW into play. Because as soon as the modern day off spinner starts bowling over the wicket, you know. Modern day batters are so good at sort of taking an off stump guard, and with DRS, you plonk your feet down, um, and, and you're not going to be given LBW. Or if the ball hits you in line, chances are it's, it's spinning and it's going to miss leg stump. Now we haven't seen the ball sh- spin far too sharply, so in a way, I agree with you. Did they overdo the around the wicket ploy? Uh, maybe especially with the hard ball, the, the straighter ones, the one which is the dangerous ball. So. Uh, it, it, that's probably the reason I don't think it's got anything to do with footmarks. It's just generally, if once the ball turns, and we saw Ashwin do that from ball one to Smith as well, uh, that they were, and even Jadeja for that matter, as soon as he came and bowled to the left hand, he bowled from sort of around the wicket. So it generally is the, the spin on track. You want to bowl sort of pitch the ball on the line of stumps, and one can go straight on and one can turn back. And um, that's usually what they do. But I think they might have overdid it, especially with the new ball. I understand the theory behind that and I'm happy for it to be a change up, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I want the first overs um, over the wicket um, rather than, rather than round. It just feels, I don't know, maybe I'm old fashioned. It just feels like you're a little bit impotent that way. I know Todd Murphy does that tactic a bit more than Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon bowled 10 overs, none for 33. So uh, that won't fill the Aussie fans with much confidence. But, um, you know, so you, Todd Murphy got the first wicket in the second last over of the day, and it was just his 30th first-class wicket, which underlines, you know, uh, how inexperienced he is, having played just, uh, I think, four or five first-class matches before this. I mean, that's less than Shane Warne. He he really is a bolter. Um and yeah, he bowls differently to Lyon. So, um, yeah, great reward for him. So, India finished one for 77. I want to ask you both a question before we wrap this up. Uh, Gav, in my opinion, if India bat well tomorrow, this test match is gone for Australia. What do you think? Oh, absolutely spot on. <laughs> if India get a lead of even 100 or 150, you think Australia's in deep trouble, especially given the pitch that, that you know, I think it is going to deteriorate. Uh, you know, we saw Labashan play well. We saw Smith play well. But we saw what happened in Sri Lanka. I think Sri Lanka only had a marginal lead. Uh, well, when I say marginal, 150 ahead in that second test match in Australia collapse. So once the pressure is on, and Pat Cummins and Andrew McDonald have said this from the start, India, especially in the subcontinent, if you're playing catch-up cricket, it's absolutely impossible to win. My instinct at this moment is that India is so far ahead, it's going to be very difficult for Australia to win. My head is saying, no, I mean, Australia, in, in all, um, you know, I've seen it happen many times in the past where they, it was that Sri Lanka series when Australia had something like this in reverse. They bowled Sri Lanka out for, was it 200 odd and we were none for 100 or two for 100 overnight not not it so it was nowhere near as um significant but then Sri Lanka ran through us on the on the second day so it, it's certainly conceivable that Australia could run through India tomorrow morning and really make this a, a match my brain says that's possible but my intuition says it's just not going to happen um so you know sometimes my brain is right you might be surprised to know so it's um it's a possibility but yeah if India finished tomorrow um you know at um five for 350 or something then um <laughs> it's not looking wouldn't be looking good 
yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you. I guess, you know, when I look back on today, I sort of think I don't know how smart Australia played. I think we were a little bit too aggressive with the bat. Uh, of it, and I think we fell for the Indian. So, well, we fell for our friend Barrett's under Aces video that made out that this pitch was being like nefariously manipulated. Um, so, in the end, a pretty lackluster start for Australia. And as well, we just looked, we looked so, we just looked off the mark in the field. I mean, Cummins didn't look, you know, with the ball, and I don't know if that flowed into his captaincy, but all in all, it was a pretty bad start to this series for Australia. So the Indian fans should be thrilled. They got um, Jadeja's return, Sharma's 50 not out, looking for a big score tomorrow. And, yeah, I think this match is headed for an early finish. I, I think it was a, obviously a, a poor day for Australia, but our performances in India and the subcontinent in general have been so bad over the years that while I'm not saying I'm happy with it at all, Oh, I could I could have envisaged it going worse. You know, this could have been a day where we got bowled out for 127 and India would now be um, oh, close to knocking off the deficit altogether already. Um, so there were some glimmers of, of, of positivity. As I said, first day in um, the, those conditions, a um, little bit of, oh, you know, not bad luck at all, but... Um, a couple of players probably could have gone on and done a little bit better. So, you know, uh, it's a, it's a bad day, um, but it's not, you know, I've seen worse. <laughs> Put it that yeah, way. I don't think Australia's out of the match by no means. I think, you know, still hundred runs in your trail by. And as we saw when Marnus and uh, Smith were batting, it, it, it looked okay pitched to bat on. And I think same with Kale Rahul and Rohit. So, but you know, all it takes is one good spell and it happens a lot in India. You lose it's, it's the tempo of the game. It suddenly just quickens up. So in uh, Australia, by no means out of this test match, but if, as your question was, man, as if, if, if India get a, a, a lead in excess of 100, I, I think it's going to be, that means Australia's going to have to make at least 200 in the second innings. And on a pitch that, well, I think it started to scuff up. It played pretty well today. It's going to play pretty well possibly tomorrow, but day three and four, good luck. Well, great stuff, guys. Terrific wrap-up of, of day one action. Just to all the listeners out there, a bit of a bonus. Uh, Paul and I are hoping to go live at the lunch break um, on day two. So that's uh, Friday, Australian time in the afternoon, but lunch break. So go to the Cricket Unfiltered YouTube channel and we'll be talking about Australia's uh, hopefully their fight back in the first session tomorrow. But thanks, everybody, for listening to um, Cricket Unfiltered. And uh, I'll put a link to our YouTube page in the episode notes. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast wrap. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.